Hey everybody, it's Drew from Sleep With Me, and I'm believe it or not, I'm live here uh, from Golden Gate Park, recorded live, uh, and I've got a little announcement. We're teaming up with a podcast app called Spoke to give you two exclusive episodes. Spoke is a new audio platform made by SiriusXM that creates podcast playlists to help you find new shows to listen to. The Spoke team handpicks the best moments from tons of podcasts and creates playlists of clips so you can try a bunch of shows out and find something new to love. Each playlist has its own topic or theme. You could try out the Music Decoded playlist with clips all about unpacking and analyzing music, uh, or Slice of Life, which is all about the crazy or incredible things that happen to everyday people. Also, Spoke has fun, exclusive content from Farrell. And that's why I'm here live at Golden Gate Park. I just concluded uh, recording one of these episodes that's only going to be available exclusively on Spoke. I'm lying here in the grass. Uh, you definitely do not want to miss these special episodes. Download Spoke now. It's free in the App Store or on Google Play. And be sure to check out all of Sleep With Me's exclusive Spoke episodes. You can find them all at Spoke.com slash sleep with me that's spoke.com slash sleep with me check it out uh and i'll see you in golden gate park at stowe lake bye guys i want to tell you about a great sponsor i have bompus they're premium high performance athletic socks and they're so comfortable you're never going to want to take them off and because socks are the number one requested item in homeless shelters for every pair of socks purchased bompus donates one pair of those to those in need almost one million pairs donated to date 15 percent off the first purchase of four or more socks, plus free shipping. So go to getbompus.com slash feral and buy some comfortable socks. Feral Audio. Conversations with Matt Dwyer. I'm Matt Dwyer. Today, my guest is Rick Thomas. He has a great blog called The Rick Blog. You need to check it out. You can Google that, or you can follow him on Twitter at Rick Thomas Esquire, E-S-Q, not the whole word Esquire. Uh, and uh, his blog has been a very inspiring, calming, and uh, wise thing over the past for me over the past few months so that's why i had him on and he's an old friend and uh an influence on me creatively uh from and he also has a show called the rick show which is an extension of his blog so i think you should definitely if you're in the chicago area definitely definitely seek it out i know he's coming to los angeles and excuse my sniffles I, I, I keep trying to get through this opening intro i've recorded it several times i haven't had any coffee i i'm out of coffee my daughter was screaming at four in the morning, and um, I keep sneezing, but I keep having those almost sneezes that I don't sneeze, but I have to stop speaking for like 30 seconds. I think that's worse than like not having an orgasm is not sneezing. That's I think that's way worse. Um, I saw a guy in a Make America Great hat the other day, and in Los Angeles... That's something you don't see. And in fact, I hadn't seen. I was like, that's like, it's like seeing the Bigfoot. You're like, I heard this might be a thing, but I don't believe it's real. And then you're like, ah, oh, it is real. 
And, and it's like anytime I see somebody walking down the street with a red hat, I'm always like, oh man, please don't be, because I don't want to. I don't want to believe they exist, <laughs> especially here in Los Angeles, where it's like, you know, you're banished for, to the depths of hell for being a Republican. And uh, and actually, well, I, I I don't agree with the Republicans, but I would take Republicans over Donald Trump Republican. It's like. Uh, they're just a train. Some, I, I waver back and forth to the it being a that they, they have a fog machine and they cause distraction and that they're just fucking stupid. And then it's like, you know, it's like an improvised moment that gets somebody makes a mistake. So you, you everybody scrambles to save it. That's what this because it's like Spicer said the thing about Hitler didn't use chemical weapons. And I was like, really, any if I know a lot of administrations have been called Hitlery. But if there's any be ever been one that should stay away from that talking about Hitler, it might be this one with their bands and their, it's just like it's a lot of they're already Hitler esque. But uh, and it's just like, are you just are you this like you can't believe that that one is a smokescreen? You're just like you guys are fucking dumb, or maybe it's a hodgepodge. And before uh, just real quick, uh, I just want to remind everybody: Jared Kushner did not on his forms. Uh, for security clearance to be a part of the White House, did not mention he met with Russia. That's a that's a that's some heavy that's some heavy fire, I would say. Sorry for the sniffles, man. I got allergies, but I just we the media keeps talking about how how much responsibility Jared is getting. It's like, eh, who cares? Because there's no way he's going to be has that whole that. It's like let's focus on the real thing that he didn't put down. He met with Russian officials. Um, please follow me on, on Twitter, Matt underscore Dwyer, uh, and as well, please review the show on iTunes and tell your friends about it, uh, and write me at conversations with Dwyer, uh, at gmail.com. I got a nice, great email from Keaton Ferkel. I hope I've pronounced his last name, and it's the kind of thing that just inspires you, keeps you going. Uh, as a podcaster that and money but uh, you know we're in podcasting so uh, let's get to the conversation with Rick Thomas uh, I know, I've really enjoyed your opinions on Syria and I wanted to we could talk about that a little bit at the top of this because because um, my immediate thought and I wanted to see what you thought and a lot of people, when you say, oh, this is a distraction, people, a lot of my friends were like saying I was paranoid and that there is no distraction, that this is that Trump is just a mess. And I can't help but find the timing suspicious, uh, especially since it's the same day that Kushner was asked uh, where it was revealed in the uh, New York Times that he didn't uh, reveal that he took a trip to or met with Russians for his security clearance. Uh I don't know. Do you think this has been a distraction, or what, what is your thought on that? I, I think there's a lot of moving parts to this, and I and uh, I actually, because when you said you wanted to talk about that, I wrote a blog post about it, and and there are there are like several parts to it. I think, and that's and that's one of them. I mean, I, I you know I can't really say for sure because you know without having direct evidence of what their conversations are, but it sure as hell makes sense to me. I mean, I, 
that there I think there's a lot of other reasons too, but but I think that uh, I think that's a big one. And I think you're right because everything that he does is like public relations, and it's all it's all designed to make it to control the conversation and make an impression. Yeah, I feel like he's trying to at all times stay ahead of the narrative and control it. And they, and I think it's moving so quickly that he's having a difficult time keeping up with it. Yes. Yeah. And it, and it won't, it won't work. As a matter of fact, I, I forgot to do it, but uh, I should have done it, but it's like, I didn't look up the exact date, but you know, Nixon, Nixon went to China and had a huge victory, a lot bigger than this, which ultimately isn't even going to be a victory. And they and uh, that didn't stop Watergate. Yeah, because I'm sh- I'm shocked that it has totally taken over the media, and and I'm like, are they? Is, if I'm questioning why, it's like, shouldn't they give a go and split the focus between the Russia investigation and Syria? It's it's bizarre. It's just been wiped off the face of the pa- papers. Yeah, and and uh, that 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 won't stay. But I, the media is is ridiculous. I mean, they're they're uh, they're they're conditioned. You know, I, I was it Brian Williams. I think it was Brian Williams that said that the missiles were beautiful. <laughs> well, he's just using, <laughs> just using the dialogue of our president. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful babies, beautiful Tomahawk missiles. <laughs> it's it's just to me when he says beautiful babies, it just invokes. It's just he's such a car salesman. It doesn't like he's there's no poetics to his speech at all. It just sounds cheesy and uh, grotesque. Yeah, he's. <laughs> Yeah, eloquence isn't his uh, isn't his middle name. <laughs> but it, but you first inaugural address I ever heard refer to carnage the, the carnage in our nation. Yeah, <laughs> this was about the worst speech I ever heard about anything. Uh, yeah, it was pretty. But you, you in your uh, recent blog that uh, you wrote, I, I think it was the one you were saying that the fog was clearing pretty quickly from this the Syrian attack and that it's not. People are catching on to him. Like this distraction isn't well. Really I it was clear for me because I had the experience, and I think it was a common experience. I mean, when you start with that video and you see innocent people, including small children and babies, suffocating and foaming at the mouth and having this gruesome death, the the, the emotion of it is overwhelming. But that so. So at first, I mean, you know, my my first impulse, uh, my first or second impulse is, is like maybe it's for the wrong reason, but good. But it, but that's wrong. But it's just a, it's an emotional response, and and part of the piece besides talking about Syria is talking about you don't. That's not how you make a decision. Emotion is factored into decision making, particularly for presidents. And for citizens, we have to know what we feel, but then we have to think to figure out what to do about what we feel. And uh, the 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 uh, it, it wasn't a rational it wasn't a rational decision. 
Yeah, that's I, and and that includes the supposedly the mature people in the room like Mattis and McMaster and the and the people from the military industrial complex, the professionals there too. I mean, it's they think that that's rational, but it's not. It's not rational. Obama, I'm appreciating more and more because I because I really more than even a few months ago because the more that I reflect on it. Uh, uh, I really, I really think Obama is a genius. That's he, he, uh, he did, he did as much as what was possible given the circumstances he was in. Yeah. He, he personally would, if he, if he had, if he had carte blanche, he could do whatever he wanted. He would have done things even a lot more in a more progressive way, but that's, in foreign and domestic, I, I think, of course, he's smarter. It's ridiculous even to say it. Of course, he's smarter than Trump, but he's but he's a lot smarter. He's a lot smarter than Mattis and McMaster. You see, he's a lot. He 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 faced basically the same decision, and he didn't do it. He's playing on a on a. He he has he has a much much higher perspective, yeah. Than, uh, than than they do. He's he's they're they're playing checkers and he's playing like twenty five dimensional te- uh, chess. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a great point that you make in that blog because it it is it's like the president's job is not to act emotionally; it is to to think logically and figure out the best solution. And if I mean, if you react emotionally to everything, you just pretty much have a bar brawl on your hands because that's what that is. It's not thinking and reacting, which is what I'm really good at. <laughs> and that's why I don't run for any office because I would, I would tell people to fuck off. And 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 that's why I'm a poetic uh, type off to the side, just like <laughs> trying to figure out and write about it because uh, uh, I would be very suspicious of my ability in the moment to to be able to make those decisions that way. But, I mean, your blog is... And then they exploit... No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say that your blog is very... It has been a a constant source of comfort to me since you started doing it with with the Trump winning the election, and it's been... Because I personally... Like, you put things in a perspective that helped me understand it, and it is very poetic. And... I was just curious, what was, what made you want to start it? Was it just for your own comfort, or did you want to publicly explore and start dialogue? I I started I started the blog basically with the idea that I did years ago. I did the Rick Show, and the Rick Show was about me. So it was, and 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 somebody said, I I don't know who it was. It's like in the first half of your life you suffer for yourself, and in the second half you suffer for other people. So it's like I'm I'm still there in the blog because it, it, it would have to be because I'm 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 one of the people that's around when I have an experience or something. But but uh, the but but it's but it's more outer directed and i started that a, a couple of years ago and then when uh, the, the the day that trump uh, uh announced it for the the nomination uh it it took off he's been 
he's been very lucky for me, actually. <laughs> it's like the, the, I mean, I mean, the phenomena of Trump it, through Trump, it, it gives me an opportunity to write a, a lot of stuff about America, which which has always been a, a focus, and and I always. So it's basically all the blog is is then and, and after Trump is gone, it's going to continue. It's just my relationship to the world. But right now, the the primary thing that occupies me is Trump. And I and what happened once he got elected, I really thought that you know normally when you're like uh, if you have a satiric background like you do, like we do. You know, the whole thing is, it's it's a little bit like ridiculing and shaming the establishment and criticizing and criticizing the way the man on the street thinks. It's like making them laugh, but with, you know, something like saying, hey, do you see your hypocrisy here or do you see this or that? But I started feeling that that's not what was needed right now, that people needed to be encouraged. It didn't, it's, I've actually been moved by the way people have responded because people, to Trump, I mean, because they, people that, you know, were just sort of screwing around living their lives, not really thinking that much about citizenship or the meaning of life or anything, just kind of enjoying themselves or working or whatever they were doing. They really, the importance of being an American, what it means to be free you know, uh, what human dignity is that I've, I've been, I've been very moved by it. I mean, I, I, I just, I just think that there, you know, uh, a lot of people have shown a very wonderful thing about themselves. And I, and I also, and I also felt, and then I, this is kind of a long answer, but I, I just, the, the last thing is the encouragement was, is that I also thought that people, I I saw us as winning. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, he won the election and everything, but but look at all the problems that he's had. Yeah, it's interesting because you say patriotism, and I feel like that sort of. Uh, I, I'm having a hard time. It seemed to be something that faded with a lot of people that they didn't think of themselves as patriotic. And when you think of someone as patriotic, you think of kind of more of the Trump supporter, the guy who waves the flag and yells, you know, says things about immigrants. And like it, it, it's patriotism is almost taken an ugly connotation. And it does seem like people fell asleep at the wheel and just were more concerned with fucking off and being happy and not thinking about the world around them. And I, I think now people are like, cause I read a thing where people were saying like, we should carry fl flags at our women's like the American flag at the women's March, because no one does that anymore. It's a thing of the right. And we need to reclaim that. And I'm sorry. That was a long way of, of getting to my point, but I, I, I do you think people are becoming more patriotic and that they sort of abandoned it for a while on the left? I don't know. I don't know. You know, the thing is, is I don't think they ever abandoned it. And I think that, that, uh, there was, uh, uh, there was something that was appropriate for the time that people didn't want to wear it on their sleeve. And it, and it, and it was, it was kind of phony on the right. But I think that when they would be always be waving the flag, but what's come out now is is that 
they always were making a rhetorical claim to morality and and they've all and they've always been scumbags right i mean i mean it's like but this guy is so obviously a scumbag that that i i mean you know i mean they're so venal about uh, uh, about everything that uh, uh they're cuz they're gangsters and the, and uh so so i uh, you know people people that didn't make a big deal out of it and 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 probably to their credit didn't walk around thinking and saying you know well I'm a decent person or I'm a moral person they just looked they were just good people now now they they have to assert the morality and and I and I think that he's really hurt the the conservative cause cuz they, they they can never take the moral high ground again but doesn't it seem like they don't care? I mean, McConnell and these guys, they just seem to be sort of giddy with the power they have right now. And they seem to love yeah. shaming the Democrats and, you know, everything's still our fault. Everything's still Obama's fault. And uh, which I think people see through. I'm like, you, they just think we're all so fucking stupid. Yeah, well, you know, but the the, the uh the, the whatever you know it's true i mean they're just interested in power and money that's all it is but that's that's one of the things though they, people see through it because all their rationality is bullshit it's like paul ryan was walking around with the, his priest he was walking around with a priest like you say you're a fucking catholic paul ryan <laughs> did, did you ever read catholic social teachings on social justice it, it is an Anne rand I think he would have had better luck with the with that uh, health care bill if he would have researched something besides Atlas Shrugs. I mean, they're 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 doing a lot of damage, obviously, but they're overreaching. I saw something with McConnell though. It's interesting. He's he's definitely all about the power, and and uh, what he did, which was all constitutional. Because first I had the question, like with Garland, why did he, uh, why didn't uh, Obama challenge that in the courts that they didn't have advising consent? But then the, look in the Constitution, and it, and the, the president has things that he has to proactively do, but he just has to get their uh, advice and consent, so it's passive. So we've never had anybody that didn't respect the president enough to do it. I mean, it was really a racist act, you know, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't unconstitutional. Now he gets rid of the filibuster. So they, they shove through this, this, uh, this right winger, but they, but, uh, he's, he's not enjoying it because he, he's being shamed left and right. Not that it's going to affect what he does, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're bad people that are just interested in power. They have no patriotism at all. They betrayed the country, and uh, and although this has not been proven, they're actually uh, they've done something. They've done something close to treason. Well, and and uh, it just amazes me because the GOP are the ones who hired Richard Steele to initially investigate Trump. So they were 
privy, privy to all this information, or at least a good chunk. When of was it. that? When was that, Matt? Was that when he was in the primaries, or that was? I don't know exactly when it was. It was still when he was running for president, and maybe it was. Uh, maybe it was early summer, but the GOP was the original ones uh-huh. to hire Steele, and then when, uh, and so that makes me really suspicious. And I theorize that they figured maybe Trump was the only one who could beat Hillary Clinton; otherwise, they they would be screwed. So they were like, "Well, let's just go for the ride." And uh, I used to think that at some point they would pull the rug out from under him, but I don't see that. I don't. I no longer believe that. But he is impeachable. He, that's the thing that amazes me is when he goes after the GOP, I'm like, don't you realize that you've already committed enough acts of to be impeached? Yeah, I, well, I, I, uh, I think the way that he's going to go down and I and I, I truly believe he's going to go down. It's because once investigations start. And once facts start coming out. There's. There's nothing you can do. I mean, I mean, it, uh, even as partisan as they are, or whatever. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing that you can do. They're, uh, and they're, they're gonna, and I, and I think they're gonna find like, I, I, you know, this is like a criminal conspiracy. It's gonna be like a RICO case against New York mafia families in the '60s or '70s. It's just gonna. I, I mean, this is like multifaceted. It's it's the termites, like putting up a piece of wood, and, and there, there's termites all over the place. There, there's there's a ton of crimes here by a ton of people, and 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 that that's ultimately that's ultimately what's going to happen to the part of your question about why they supported them. What I think is, is that they went through the primary process and they tried to knock them off and they all spoke against them. And then, but what they do is, is that like they cater to their, uh, they, they cater to their, uh, their base, but they just give them a lot of happy horseshit. It's not, it's not like they really work for them, but they cater to their, they cater to their base. And when they saw that the base like Trump, and Trump got the nomination. They, they, uh, they shrugged their shoulders and they said, "Okay, let's work with this." And and uh, and they just dealt with it that way. But it, but like with healthcare, it didn't work for them. Yeah, it seems. But it seems I'm wondering if Syria, because I don't know what the polls have been since Syria, but it seemed like a lot of his base would be Trump's base would be against that because he's such a he he's been he's been such a nationalist. And it's so it seems like he's is he playing more to the bigger Republican base and just abandoning that small portion that I do think is his base? I don't know. And one thing as we continue, people are listening the Rick blog is an art blog. I'm a witness. This is my viewpoint. It's that it's that I, I don't, I, I don't claim expertise. I mean, part of it is, is that I'm a citizen and I'm, I'm looking at this information like everybody else. So that's the way, that's the way uh, it has to be taken. I, I suspect that the nationalism that they talk about in his support is really more one person. And that's Robert Mercer. And the, the, all, all the white nationalist stuff and, and just the general nationalist stuff that they try to say it is now, 
all the Breitbart stuff and the Steve Bannon stuff, it's because there's this one screwball billionaire who has worked for, for Steve Bannon that uh, is really, it's like the IT guy is, is running the country. He's a computer, he's a computer uh, genius that worked for IBM relatively late in life. Like when he was 50, he started this hedge fund and it, he's, his logarithm was brilliant or whatever. And he's worth $25 billion dollars. And he got involved. He was with Ted Cruz, and he got involved with Trump when Trump got the nomination, and, and Cruz was knocked out. And at that point, Trump went to work for him, and he said hire Bannon, and they came up with this nationalist stuff. The the uh, uh, the, the the I think that most of Trump's base is cultural. It's just like, well, oh, he's rich, so. He must be smart, and and uh, oh, he speaks straight. And he's, he's he's not like these, you know, he's not like these college boy uh, uh, the politicians that uh, talk out of both sides of their mouth. And I don't understand them. And you know, things aren't as complicated as it's more of that. It's more cultural. It's not like nationalism. They don't know what the fuck nationalism is. They, they you know, they 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 just. Uh, uh, think it's a car rental company or something they they have they, so so that's his base so i think that they probably like it because they say oh yeah he's not like obama like he makes a decision and he's he he can make a decision and he's strong he's tough he's not taking any shit from from uh, assad you know it's a, i mean i i mean so so uh i i I hope I didn't offend anybody who's listening as a Trump supporter. <laughs> I doubt I have many of those. I doubt there's many Trump listeners. I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, uh, I, I can't speak for sure, but I mean, I, I've well, I won't go into the story later. But I've noticed a different attitude towards people that I've been dealing with since uh, Trump has been. I've like and on a business level, and I'm just talking about things like my landlord. People don't apologize for things anymore when they when they make errors. I dealt with a plumber all day yesterday who, who or for two weeks, who made nothing but errors, and uh, I it, I seriously it was like dealing with Donald Trump. Like they never apologized. They lied about their mistakes, and then they said it was they played victim, and they said it, uh, they said I was being abusive. And I was just like, and none of it was true. And I was just like, or, and he seemed, he didn't have any Trump stickers or anything, but I'll say the guy seemed very much like a Trump supporter. Uh, you know, he just was that. I, I, yeah, I agree. I, I think that's true. Whoever the president of the United States is, has a, has a tremendous influence on, on the, the culture. I would have never have thought that it, before, but I do now. I, I thought that a little bit in the Bush administration and also in the Obama administration. I mean, I think I think Trump is so divisive, though, that he kind of has an effect on half of the culture. Yeah, uh, the, you know, you know, and, and then and then and then the other half, the other half seems to be getting nicer and nicer. I definitely find myself being far more polite and. Though I have yet to do so, I've wanted to apologize. I've apologized to Canadians and uh, some people from New Zealand about just kind of half jokingly, but like ended up in a conversation with them in a store, and it was just like, "Oh, and by the way, I'm sorry about Trump." 
Yeah, it's embarrassing. Don't now. Do you think this is over? Because I feel like this is a a shift in history that perhaps if, if he doesn't get kicked out of office, the United States is no longer going to be the number one economic force in the world. I think China, I there was a piece in the Washington Post about how China has peacefully taken, is taking the lead because they're not dumping their money into the military industrial complex and they've just sort of built their economy and and that's how they're gonna. That's how they're gonna surpass the United States. And while we keep just dumping our money into military. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of signs, even even pre-Trump, that that there's there's so many things about uh, about this country that seem to be that it's on a decline, and and a lot of them are avoidable, but they're cultural. It's like a lot of the. It used to be that the immigrants, they say, well, the immigrants come here and they do the jobs that nobody else wants. Now they're coming here because they're doing the jobs that that native-born Americans can't do. Because the, uh, the education system and the people, I mean, let's face it. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, you know, sometimes I have less than, uh, less than charitable, well, it's charitable. I mean, I mean, the fact of the matter is, it's like, well, I'll give you an example. Today, I drove out. I go see my 94-year-old mother. And uh, if I go in the morning on a Sunday, I bring her a jelly donut. If I go in the afternoon, I bring her a cheeseburger. So I get a jelly donut and a Dunkin' Donuts, and I'm driving. And, I, and, and like, I'm 30 miles further, and I just look in the bag, and they gave me a chocolate donut. Now... What I thought is, is like not the inconvenience of me having to stop and get another donut. But if you're so fucking stupid or lazy, or you, you know, the person that put that donut in that bag, what kind of a future does that person have? I mean, I know some say, well, people make mistakes, and I'm sure I've made mistakes like that and everything else. But, I mean, nobody was there. I was the only person going through. So it's not like it was lost in the shuffle or something. And and, and to me, they talk about anecdotal evidence. There's a poetic reference. Um, but I'm thinking, it, but, it, but it happens all the time. I mean, what's going to happen to these people? Do you think it, because I used to, I, I, sometimes I wonder too, it's like if these people are, they're probably paid so poorly, they're probably treated poorly, so they probably also, I mean, they also probably just don't give a shit. It's like they've been shit on by, you know, that guy's probably making minimum wage. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 might, it might be that, that uh, he, he hasn't figured out if he would ever, ever figure out, it might not be worth it for him to work, you know, but I feel like uh, <laughs> I feel like uh, with the whole Rust Belt, and this seems to be a thing I keep going back to, is like people are like, well, they lost their jobs and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I know it's not easy to go back to, but it's like our government shouldn't lie to them and tell them the jobs are coming back. They should be provided. They should learn new skills. And I think a lot of them were waiting around. Uh, this sounds terrible, but I've heard this from people who live in the Rust Belt, is a lot of these people are waiting for the jobs to come back instead of adapting well yeah yeah and which is like 
insane. I mean, and 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 even to say, well, they're being misled by politicians or something. I mean, Jesus, how can you be misled? I, you know, coal miners, for example. Oh, well, you know, I'm a coal miner. We've been coal miners for generations. We want to go back in the mine. Why don't they want new jobs and new industries? Why do they want to follow the, you know, cause global warming and get black lung disease? Why do they want that fucking job? Well, that's what I think. It's like, I'm like, I'm sorry you lost your job, but don't fuck up my water and air because you want a job. Like, I'm sorry, but you got to take one for the team on this. <laughs> that's how I feel. I'm like, well, there, well, there's so many jobs, but, but there, you see, that was, that was the thing about Obama. Obama thought about everything in terms of interrelationships. And a lot of things, like, I would always think like, well, he could be more progressive on this or that, but he did what he could. I mean, there have to be new industries. And, you know, like Obama had, like, I, I remember he had an initiative for, like, community colleges because that's where people could learn trades and that's where people could learn new things that are happening economically. Fucking, fucking coal. You know, you know, why don't, you know, why don't you uh, have people become blacksmiths, you know? I mean, I mean, the world has changed. Excuse me, I'm getting a little bit excited. <laughs> no, I agree. <clears throat> and it's like, fr frankly, I feel like we may have dropped a ball because I know China wishes to be the world's leader in green manufacturing. It, it, they might not want to lead it in good air, but they definitely want to be the man leading manufacturer of, you know, uh, solar panels and things like that. And it's like, that's where we should have invested because... Those jobs that don't exist, they could be the ones manufacturing those solar panels, and they could be the ones installing them. And I feel like that was a huge market that we just totally fucking dropped because we're so still sucking the dick of gas and coal. Yeah, and 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 also, you know, uh, the, the uh, a big problem is too is that the the uh, the plutocrats, the people that own the government really don't give a shit if America has a good economy or not. It's not, it's not like it, uh, the, the finance industry and wall street and everything. It's all, it's a, it's all about investments. It's all, it's, it's gotten to the point where it's really insane. It's not, it's not about, it's like, for example, I mean, there was, uh, the bailout of wall street. But what the conservatives uh, screamed about was the bailout of the auto industry. The auto industry is something real. And the banks are just like, you know, numbers on spreadsheets. So, so they, so, and, and I, and, and I, have no expertise about this whatsoever, but it just seems to me that it's a, it's a disconnect from, from, uh, life, what's needed for life. Yeah. I think they would be completely content if everybody was starving, but them, I, I, they truly, and I think I would say that, and I mean the GOP as well is like, they don't give a fuck about poor people and they've proven it. It's just bizarre to me that, poor people keep voting for him, but they clearly, I mean, it's interesting to me that Trump ran on jobs, 
And all he has done so far is is uh, toss out the immigrants or try to, but Muslim it's like he has done nothing for jobs, and he tried to take away uh, health care, and he it's like it's like all he's done is intimidate and uh, and 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 enrage people, and that's a bizarre way to start off a presidency. Oh, yeah. I mean, when Bannon said that uh, that that executive order about dismantling the administrative state, uh, that's the, yeah, that's no jobs, no safety nets. It's a, you know, they really, really uh, what they want is a is a third world country. If, if Trump has admired Putin. Putin is a he's a gangster. They call him oligarchs. It's like he's the he's the mob boss, and he has he has all these other uh, uh, secondary mob bosses around him, and the people suck wind. Yeah, they. I mean, I truly think they just view poor people as losers. Like it's like it's. The, I mean, that's what the message of the GOP has been for years. It's your fault. You can't pick up yourself by your bootstraps. But it. <clears throat> And, you know, if you work hard enough, you could be rich. But I don't know. My dad worked pretty hard. Never ended up rich. <laughs> it's like he pretty much killed himself working hard to support his family and never ended up rich. So that's a that's incredibly not true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I can't. I mean, my, my father, my father was a body and thunder man and uh, he was a great guy and uh, uh he was a he was an honest guy and he was a nice guy and it was like he you know he got by and and usually and then, and and that's and that's the the story yeah the the ones that call themselves Christians they shame people and say that they're bad people that that the wealth is God is rewarding the people who have money. And the ones that that are just secular are, are exactly what you said. It's like their people are losers. To, and it's and it's really it's really horrible. I mean, I, I mean, it's really a it's really a horrible worldview that they have. But a deeply immoral worldview. Do you think there will be a backlash to this? Because there is. I don't know. I haven't read this, but I hear that Marx predicted that. This he kind of predicted that America would end up this way, and that that the backlash is that we would go extremely to the left. I would really like that if we became more a far more leftist socialist country. Do you think that will is the end game, the end result here, or do you think this? Well, I I thought back in the eighties when communism fell, I thought that would eventually happen here. And again, my perspective is more a cultural perspective. So it's a, it's not like I'm going to bring out the flowcharts and everything, but I felt like that, that communism was an immoral system, and uh, and it fell apart. and And I I just think that that evil eventually destroys itself. And I and I think that when it got to the point where we were so far, because it, it didn't start with Trump that we were there was a, a removal from our democracy and even pre citizens United, but when citizens United came in and it basically was that now it's not only we're not the 1% isn't, isn't the, the run in the country right now. It's one guy. 
that guy Mercer, he won the lottery. And, and, and this guy, not from a big corporation, not even, I'm not saying that there are any price packages, but a guy with, with like private family money. Like he, we talked about the Koch brothers forever, and this guy ended up beating the Koch brothers. And, 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 when, and when you get this ridiculous, this farce as a president, like, I, I don't know, people listening aren't in Chicago, but, but Trump is like Mike Ditka. Mike, Mike Ditka made a splash winning the Super Bowl in the 1980s for the Bears, the only time they ever won. And he's been a spokesperson for restaurants and wines and cigars and every other damn thing <laughs> forever. And he and he's also just like Trump that he that he, you know, he'll say, well, you know, if you don't have a good team, if you don't have the players, then the coach isn't going to succeed. But you know, without a good coach, the players aren't going to do anything. I mean, he's always like contradicting himself, and it's like you never know what the hell he's saying. <laughs> and 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 he's he's like amusing because who gives a shit? Because he's a football coach. But uh, but uh, um, when you when you get to the point where you you have you have this that that they 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 got this guy in here. Uh, it's like you know it's like the fall of Rome. I I think that uh, um, I I think that that uh, it is going to go down, and I and 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 I've I've thought that for a while because this can't uh, this can't sustain itself. I mean, I think there are different uh, there are different groups that we have to watch. Like the the neocons have raised their head again now with these missiles into Syria. So you know the boys are back in town. It's uh, it's the same bullshit as the Bush administration, uh, and they want they want a big uh, worthless war that doesn't. That, that this is the thing that Obama that Obama understood. Uh, they're going to overblow terrorism, and they, so they, they're back. So that thing that we dealt with for years, we got we have to watch. Then we have, then we have the white nationalists, the Nazis, who they were really scary during the campaign because they were the voice of everything. But Robert Mercer and Steve Bannon, and then uh, and then Jeff Sessions, you know the the. The keyboard elf who the, likes to lynch people, you know, he's a, he's a they, see you you have you have the you have that. Then you have the plutocrats like Mnuchin and and Ross and everything. That the ones that you're saying that just don't give a fuck about people and they're really disconnected from reality. The super rich. Then you have the kleptocrats like his family. You uh, and you you have the cruel uh, the cruel conservatives that have been around like Pence and uh, Ryan and McConnell and Priebus that type that we've had forever um, and then and then you have like the neocon Democrats like Hillary who I was for in the election you know not thrilled about it but it's like a you know she's running against Hitler so what the fuck I mean. I, <laughs> and and uh, but you, you know you know you have the the the, the Democrats who want to compromise, but you know when they got rid of the filibuster, for example, to go to your point, that they got rid of the filibuster. So now there's no 
there's no need to compromise about anything. So now it's just like you get in, and so everything's going to be an extreme position. So that takes a tremendous amount of power away from the corporate Democrats, which means that the Democratic Party is going to have to get really progressive if they want to succeed electorally. And if they, they put Gorsuch in, they shouldn't put anybody uh, they shouldn't put anybody to the right of William O. Douglas on the Supreme Court the next time the Democrats uh, uh, have have control. And and it's going to be the same thing on legislation and issues. So what's so what's going to happen is is that the the parties are going to go to the extreme, and the Democrats are eventually going to win because there's more of us. And if they ever get their head out of their ass and figure out that let's not call Kentucky a red state, let's 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 put some money in there and go after those people. There there are I think Bernie Sanders is doing stuff like this. There's votes to be had there. They're having their health care taken away from them. They had they they've been lied to about everything. I mean. You know, even a dog, if you if you hit it too many times, it, it stops licking you and it starts sniffing at you and growling at you. I mean, I mean, I I just I'm I long term long term I'm I'm very very encouraged. Look at look at that uh, look at that women's march just as, as and that was just an early one. Look at the responses at those town hall meetings. Look at what the media is doing. I mean, even even the corporate media. I mean, they they take a holiday because uh, you know they 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 uh, they have a, they wet their pants whenever they see a, a rocket go off. But they but but they've been they've been like. Uh, uh, just like this isn't true, they, they, you know, they're they're starting to like they they uh, they interview them on TV and they start snapping at them and everything like you know you know basically like stop giving me this bullshit I'm sick of your life I mean they don't say that but they come close to saying it I mean it's great yeah so I uh, so I I think um, I and I don't feel like I don't feel that I'm being optimistic either. A lot of times I say this stuff and people say, well, I hope that's true, but it isn't, it isn't optimism because I, and I trust myself on that because I'm not generally an optimist. I'm like, you know, oh fuck, I got to go downstairs. I'm going to break my neck. I mean, I'm just like, (laughs) 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 you know, it is not my nature to say everything's coming up roses. I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to look at this as objectively uh, as I can, I, I don't. And, and then also their supporters are dying. And yeah. I, that's one of the reasons why that's some circumstance. It's like they say with the election, I have a question about the election. Where did all these rural white voters fucking come from? Where, where, is, where are these people? Yeah. That they, they, you know, you know, how is it? You know, it's like if there were an election in Illinois and it, Chicago went completely for the Democrats, but they say, well, the Republican won because they carried down state. That's fucking impossible. There's more people in Chicago than the entirety of the rest of Illinois. 
by a lot. And I and, and you know I know the electoral college and all that. That's that's part of it. But they're gonna it's gonna a lot of a lot of shit's gonna. I'm I'm really interested to see what's gonna happen with all that. Yeah. It's uh, I I would hope we eventually change the electoral college too. It just seems like it's such a it seems so antiquated and it's like it was supposed to protect us and it clearly didn't. But uh, real quick, it's so unfair. It's incredibly unfair, and it's that's when people are always like, "Well, we talk about how conservative the country is," and I'm like, yeah, "Let's not forget that we won. The Democrats won by three million votes. Like people kind of." forget that quickly and they're like well you know it's a more conservative time it's like it's not a more conservative time they just stole the election and it's still like i the major portion population is is angry about this and then you know that's i i can't imagine that if maybe more people got off their asses and voted they would have been democrats that seems to be what it would well, that's that's true too. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a whole other thing. But uh, just real quick before we wind down, I would like to hear a little. Just explain what you're doing with the with the Rick the Rick show these days, uh, because you've been doing them around Chicago. You're going to be coming to Los Angeles, and it's it's. I, I'm more familiar with the original Rick show that I used to see in Chicago, but you're it's pretty much your a lot of your blog opinions and, and ex being expressed on stage? Yeah. You know, it's, it's like basically the, uh, uh, here, here's the deal. It's, it's definitely a work in, in progress. So what I do is I write the Rick blog and then I have a show which is called the Rick blog live on stage. And then each one, I just started doing this. So it's like the one it has an episode name. So the last one was the Rick blog live on stage and the episode's name was "What's So Bad About Feeling Good in the Time of Trump," and and uh, the the uh, um, the it's it's pieces from the blog that like I improvise off of the stuff on the blog, and and uh, uh, then what I'd like to do with it eventually is the, I I improvise with it a lot because there's so much material. And and this the show is different every time. So um, and 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 then there are some pieces though that are like these essayistic, uh, like uh, personal essay type pieces, that are actually like theatrical monologues. And there's so there's different stuff in it. Some of some of it's jokes. Some of it uh, some of it's analysis. Uh, some, there, there were uh, uh, there were people crying at my last show, and and uh, it wasn't because it was bad. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it wasn't. Oh, this is an hour of my life I'll never get back. Yeah, that wasn't why they were crying. They were they were they were actually moved around because I told these I, I told these stories about how how I was moved by how people really loved being an American citizen, how important it is. And they, they, uh, so, so I, I, I do that. Then, you know, I also perform like I do like five minute shots or wherever, but I'm going to be doing it at the, uh, the next show is in Aurora, Illinois. So, you know, uh, everybody can fly in <laughs> and, uh, 
it's uh, it's it's the second Saturday in May at uh, 10 p.m. at at uh, Dave Sinker's Comedy Shrine. Oh, that's a great then place. I'm, yeah, oh yeah, Dave is Dave is a tremendous guy, and that's going to be interesting because out in Aurora, it's like you know the audiences have been all Trump audiences, and I think it's really going to be a mix there. It's probably going to be about half and half. But we're going to add a second act, which is going to be a town hall meeting. And I'm going to stand up there like a representative, you know, and, and give them an opportunity to turn me into an asshole. Oh, that's great. Are you going to be taping that? Yeah, yeah. We they, Right now, I mean, they're just like, they're not like polished videos. Maybe, you know, in the future that would be nice. But there's, yeah, we I do like a work video. I put them up on the blog. So they're documents, but they're the materials out there. Yeah. That's it. And where can everybody find you on uh, on social media and your blog? Yeah, the the blog is uh, 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 if you go to the Rick blog, if you put the Rick blog Chicago, uh, uh, it's it's Richard Stephen Thomas www.richardstephenthomas.wordpress.com. But I'm, but I also I'm on Twitter at uh, Rick Thomas Esquire, and uh, you can you can friend me on Facebook or uh, connect to me on uh, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, it's on Google Plus. Uh, I've i just started putting some of them on Medium, so so they're. But if you but if you just if you just look now there's if you look for the Rick blog, and then I'm going to be uh, uh, I'm going to be doing it at the McCaw Theater uh, in Evanston, I'm I'm and, and other places they will be announced on the blog. I mean I'm uh, uh, I'm 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 starting to to book several different places. I might be taking it to New York. I might be taking it to Boston. So that's great. Thank you very much, Rick. It really means a lot to me that you uh, took out the time to do this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Likewise. No, this was, uh, this was, uh, uh, great fun. Yeah. Thank you for listening to conversations with Matt Dwyer. Listen to my other podcast after birth. I do it with my wife, Kelly Dwyer. We talk to comedians and musicians about the life of being a parent, which isn't as rosy as everybody thinks. It's great. But it's a lot of other things. <laughs> uh, thank you for supporting the show. Please review me on iTunes. National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.